You wanted to do the intro, Sipping? Yeah, I can. No, you want me to God, everybody thinks I know it. <laughs> In a true blown, like, Italian home. Now that's yelling. <laughs> oh, are you Italian? I have Italian in my family, yeah. Oh, nice, nice. So, mm-hmm. I have some full-blooded Italians in my family that, uh, yeah, they carry the tradition. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, hello and welcome to another episode of Inside Edition Creators. Today's guest, Fruitcake. Hello. <laughs> hello. Hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> hello. How did your day go? Oh, pretty good. Very productive. Uh, did adult stuff. I feel like Sunday is the day that I always do adult things. And then I just game the rest of the week. Okay. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I have to give myself at least one day to actually act like an adult or else nothing will get done. <laughs> yeah. And that's Sunday. <laughs> Sunday's the designated day. <laughs> Always got to designate one day. Yeah. I mean, if you don't, you know, just shit just gets out of whack. Yeah, (laughs) it's so true, especially like since streaming is my full time thing. If I don't hold myself to something, I honestly probably wouldn't get anything done. I'd probably just play like a bunch of games. Same. I'm. I do it full time myself, so I hundred percent get where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's hard to have that restraint. Yeah, it totally is. Uh, especially since I guess my job before this was in retail, so I used to be used to having a boss. Mm-hmm. But then now that I do streaming, it's I have to be my own boss, and that can come with its own uh, hardships. <laughs> yeah, For I sure. used to work retail. Never going back to retail. Oh, yeah. Never again. You couldn't pay me enough. <laughs> I feel like it's gotten worse over the years, too. Right? I can't yeah. believe, like, how much of a decline it's gotten. Mm-hmm. Walmart, of all places, has become, like, it once was one of the top three places to work in the U.S. Now it's, like, lower 60 out of 100. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I don't even like going to Walmart, so, let alone if I had to work there. <laughs> I don't like to shop, so I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Fruitcake. So how did you discover streaming? Uh, So I started streaming. Oh, God. It's actually been a while now. I first started streaming because I've always grown up just playing games with a lot of friends. Uh, My parents were always open to having people over, so... My sisters and I, we would always host like LAN parties. Uh, We were big into Super Smash Bros. Melee. So we'd have tournaments and stuff at our house. And so my mom and my parents, like they were so used to us just having people over all the time. And then when I got married, uh, I moved out and we actually moved to another state. And I was feeling, I, I was feeling really like not lonely, but just missing playing games with my friends and just having them watch me play a game or just all of us play a game together while while talking and stuff. So my friend actually suggested that I should start streaming. And so I had no idea what streaming was. I didn't even know that people could even make money or do anything with streaming. I thought it was just like, oh, yeah, you're 
with your friends and your friends are watching you play a game. Uh, so that's when I started to learn how to stream and stuff. And then when it took off, that's when I was like, okay, I kind of want to take this a little bit seriously. So <laughs> I started taking it a little bit seriously a couple of years ago. And yeah, that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> nice. What did you find the most difficult in the process of starting your own channel? Just brand new to it all. Ooh, I would say the hardest thing wasn't even just like starting. It was more of like trying to figure out how to talk to people without anyone being there. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. It, I was, and I was very, very shy. Like I was one of those kids in high school that went to school with like a Naruto headband and an Inuyasha necklace. <laughs> and, <laughs> I was, cool a, I was, I was so cool. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and like, so I used to have really bad anxiety and just like super shy with people. And looking like even now when I look back at my older vods, it's just complete silence most of the time. And I'm always like, like even sometimes I would start shaking too on stream because I'm just like oh. super nervous. Yeah, but I think that was the hardest thing was just getting over that nervousness and just talking and being able to like talk to people and connect with people i think it also helped that knowing that people that i was talking to were also like nerds helped a lot oh, so sure. i didn't feel yeah i didn't feel as if i was like being judged like back in high school so it's more like yeah. family friends hi. yeah <laughs> and like plus if you're playing a game and like people find your stream you kind of already know that they're into that game so it's like mm -hmm. something to talk about and stuff right um but yeah i think that was like the hardest thing i would say like even learning the stuff for me when i when usually when i get into something i i go like 100 percent. so when i wanted to take streaming seriously i like watched all these youtube videos on how to do this how to do that i even watched like marketing videos too on how to like brand yourself and everything so hey, that wrong <laughs> yeah yeah and i i'm also like uh i went to college for business and marketing so whatever i learned in that i also kind of like pertain to my streaming so yeah <laughs> it worked out <laughs> it was like meant to be in the end yeah kind of i mean i was first an architect major and then <laughs> wow that's a I change did, <laughs> did not did not like that and so <laughs> i changed my major but yeah this i guess it worked out i mean you never know what you like until you try it i mean that's so true yeah that stream i mean there's some people out there that stream thinking that it's something that's just pure profit and they don't even like doing it. You yeah. Know, you gotta yeah. like both. <laughs> that that's so true. Uh I feel like for for me personally, no matter what your reason is into street like going into streaming and stuff, whether it's like, yeah, if you want to make money, if you want to be famous, whatever, you know, I feel like whatever your reason, it doesn't really matter what matters is like your passion and your drive for it because streaming comes with its own challenges. And if you don't have the passion or the drive to do it, you're probably going to burn out really easily. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I tell people like, people are just like, Oh yeah. Like if you're not doing it for fun, then you're not like, you're not uh, like doing it for the right reasons. And, but for me, I'm like, it doesn't matter the reason. Like, yeah, you definitely want to have fun with it. 
but also if you really want to expand your your streaming and like expand yourself as a content creator you definitely gotta have the drive and the passion for it uh so yeah i feel like that's kind of the wall that some people hit when it comes to like content creating in general yeah i could agree with that Uh, no, I'm not alive. <laughs> He's still looking at that mic. <laughs> Maybe. Might need a bucket. <laughs> oh come on! The I'm looking for. I'm, gonna, I'm in the market for a new mic. This Yeti is not cutting it anymore. Uh you have the blue Yeti, the regular yeah, one. The uh, blackout. Hmm. I know Logitech came out with a GX. That's actually not that bad. Yeah, I'm just looking for something that's decent quality. I'm not mm. gonna break the bank. Oh, I think also Razer came out with one too. Uh, yeah, the Razer Saren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saren. Something like that. Something. <laughs> you want to ask the next question? Oh, I don't want it. Why would you back? Yell at me. <laughs> Do you enjoy being a content creator? I do. I, I definitely do. I like for me, content creating is not just like just putting stuff out there and, and just to get recognized or anything. I actually really, really enjoy making people laugh and just put like putting smiles on people's faces. And when I get comments of like from people that are like, oh, yeah, I saw your video and it was so funny. It made me laugh like that makes me feel really good. Um and I try to remind myself to have fun with it. I feel like sometimes people kind of like they work hard on on something and then it doesn't, let's say it doesn't do very well. I feel like a lot of people get um, hung up on that. And, but for me, I before it used to be like that for me, like I used to think a lot about like numbers and engagement and stuff like that. Um, but for the last couple of years, I've been really just wanting to make content just because I, I like making content and I love being creative. So I definitely enjoy making content. If it if not for people, it's also for myself. Gotcha. It's a lot Nothing of fun. Wrong with that. <laughs> hmm? Nothing wrong with that. Mm. Have you always been on Twitch or did you ever go to other platforms? Uh, I've always been on Twitch. Just recently, though, I started dual streaming on YouTube. Um, oh, sorry. That's my dog, by the way. If you <laughs> randomly hear him, that's my dog. Um, no worries. But, <laughs> but yeah, I just recently started dual streaming just because Twitch uh, gave up the whole restrictions on streaming on other platforms. And so I decided I was like, you know what? Let's try and reach a, a different audience and kind of funnel people from other platforms onto Twitch. So I started dual streaming on YouTube and it actually has been working out pretty well. Um, and you definitely, it's really weird too, because you definitely get a different audience on YouTube than you do on Twitch, which is oh, so I'm weird. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't realize that I, cause I usually don't have my chat open on my YouTube side. I usually tell people like, hey, if you want to interact or play games with me, uh, just, you know, go over on the Twitch's side. And that's kind of a way to like funnel people into your Twitch mm -hmm. if you're trying to build 
a specific platform. <clears throat> but um, like I'll get some of the comments and I will say I feel like people on YouTube are more uh, like critical than on Twitch. I feel like Twitch has more of like a laid back feel to it compared to to youtube because on youtube i'll get most of like the criticism i guess uh like people trying to be like hey you should do this to your stream or you know you should probably do this less or do this more um i usually get that more on the youtube side than i do on the twitch side it's it's interesting i I knew that there would be like different audiences Mm -hmm. with the platforms but Man, for you to call Twitch casual, that <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it also that, I guess that put it, also... it in perspective right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it also depends on what your content is. Uh, for me, my I'm a variety streamer, but most mm-hmm. of my community comes from Monster Hunter. I am more of a Monster Hunter streamer, and um, I also play like some cozy games here and there. Like recently, I've been playing Apollo Justice and stuff, so. I feel like that audience is definitely more laid back than if I were like streaming League of Legends, which is a game I used to stream a lot when I first started streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, like those audiences are def- definitely different. Uh, but even on on different platforms, you'll definitely get different uh, audiences as well. I know TikTok is the same way too. I started making videos on TikTok and you'll get like a whole different audience for that as well. So it's very interesting to see how different people kind of use different platforms. And there is some crossover, but there honestly isn't a lot of crossover um, when it comes to all the platforms. Which one do you think you prefer the most? I think I prefer... I would, it's a tie between Twitter and Twitch. Like, uh, a lot of my community is on Twitter, so uh, I engage a lot on Twitter with a lot of them, but I also really, really enjoy Twitch because for me, Twitch is, it just feels more, um, not intimate, but I just feel like I can chat and hang out with my community. Yeah, yeah. And my community is so nice. yeah, it's more orga- organic, yeah. And it just feels like you're hanging out with friends. And my community is so, so sweet. Like, they're all really, really nice people. And so it makes it easy to just play games and hang out and talk about whatever we feel like talking about. Okay. Very nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. How long have you been a content creator? Oh God, like <laughs> I'm going to be showing my age, but <laughs> um, I actually created content because I'm also a uh, cosplayer. And so I nice. started cosplaying. Actually, I started my first cosplay was 2005 when I was 15. And then <laughs> and then I started really amping up and making content. I want to say like eight or nine years ago. And so it was like first cosplay. And then I moved over to uh, streaming and stuff. I I still do the cosplay as well. So I'm like balancing cosplay and and streaming. But 
yeah, definitely making content was probably it's been maybe almost ten years now. Love it. Yeah. Pretty, pretty good time. Yeah, it's been a fun ride <laughs> so far. <laughs> Do you find it hard to balance um, streaming like games versus your uh, cosplay? Um. Yes, it definitely. Because with with streaming, right? Like it, it's all about being consistent, mm -hmm. and you definitely when you have like a good. Uh, let's say you have like a good week of views, right? Like your your CC, your your constant like viewers is up, and and you're having like a good week. Um, you definitely want to ride that momentum and just whip out content as much as you can, and that's how people get noticed a lot. Um, but with me also doing cosplay, um, there are times where I'll be gone for like a week because I'm doing events and stuff like that. Uh, so sometimes it is hard to do to like keep a schedule because of that. Um, even like this year was also like pretty crazy because this year I was doing the uh, Tekken 8 tour with Bandai and so I had to kind of, I was telling my stream, I was like, okay, I'm going to be gone a lot this year, guys. Oh, <laughs> so no. like, I was telling, I was like, these are the cons I'm going to expect no streams. Oh. Uh, and I'll see you guys when I get back. <laughs> uh, so it it is definitely hard. But I mean, as long as you're transparent with your community and i try to update them a lot on our discord on on twitter on any social media that they're following me on mm -hmm. i try my best to just update them and give them a heads up and i feel like that definitely helps a lot instead of just going ghost randomly you know yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah i try to give them a heads up but it does definitely make it a little bit hard um, but once you've done it for a while, you kind of get into like this groove of things where you know what you need to do and you know how to like handle it. So, yeah, it's just all about doing it at the end of the day. Just do it. Gotcha. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't help myself there. The opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good meme, man. It was a good meme. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> What inspired your name, or how did you come about naming yourself online? Oh, gosh. So this was, this name, <laughs> everyone, okay, first off, let me just say, everyone thinks the nickname Fruitcake came from the, like, you know, the Christmas fruitcake that everybody doesn't mm -hmm. like. I actually didn't know what that was. What? Oh, I, no. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what it was until someone on my stream was just like, oh, you're, like, named after those those things, those like dessert that everyone re-gifts on Christmas. And I was like, I was so confused. I was like, what? Is, what? <laughs> like, I was so confused. But um, so my name, original, the, the original, like where it came from, um, I used to have, this, this is going to be like, a, not a deep story, but it's going to be kind of random. But I used to have like these ex-friends of mine that... We're actually really toxic friends. <laughs> and they used to call me Fruitcake because oh. I was like kind of not ditzy, but just like, I, I don't know. I would daydream a lot and just be like in my own world sometimes. And it was kind of like their nickname for me to kind of like poke fun and stuff. And um, 
but then I like also liked the the Japanese cakes with like the fruit, like you know the strawberries yeah. and stuff. So in my head, I was like, well, I do like those kind of cakes, so I guess like fruit cakes fine, right? <laughs> and oh, so <laughs> it kind of stuck with me, but I'm actually glad I kept it because it's kind of like me retaking that name and like doing something with it. So. Kind of like I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, for sure. And honestly, it it's so funny because I I don't I don't believe in revenge, but like the biggest revenge for me is success. So as long as I'm succeeding in something that I enjoy doing, like I'm sure I don't know what happened to those people, but if they ever see me. You know, I I hope they're like, damn, we we were not very nice to her. Yeah. <laughs> like, I hope they come to this like epiphany when they see me somewhere. <laughs> like that one sound that floats around on TikTok. Oh, I fucked up. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I definitely hope that plays in the background whenever they see my face. Yes. <laughs> and then for you, it'd be sweet, sweet victory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> so what uh, game genre do you tend to prefer? Ooh. And this I... is streaming and offline. Ooh, okay, okay. That's a good question. Uh, on stream, I definitely like playing multiplayer games. Uh, it's a good way for me to like interact with chat and play games with them and stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's why for me, like when I stream, uh, one of the biggest games I like to play was like Monster Hunter. Uh, recently, I started playing Grand Blue Fantasy. Um, like Lethal Company also is like yes. super fun. <laughs> so anything multiplayer on stream, I'm definitely down. Um, but I also do love horror. So I do like playing horror games on my stream as well. Um, and I think that's just like, I think a lot of people like watching people play horror. And I have a lot of people in my community that don't like to play horror, but they like to watch horror. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I get that one. Yeah. And then off stream, funny enough, the game I like to play off stream is League of Legends. <laughs> and my, my community makes fun of it all the time. And so do my friends because they're like, you know, streaming is like a job and you're like you don't you don't want to when you when you're done with your job you want to like de-stress but right. i end up playing like league of legends i guess to de-stress which is weird because it's definitely no. not a game you de-stress to <laughs> yeah league of legends and de-stress don't belong in the same sense <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah league of legends and then maybe like a cozy game i do like um survival horrors like i like playing those offline or when I'm not streaming, and I'll usually play those with like my close friends. Gotcha. Yeah. So like, uh, the for like Sons of the Forest or like Seven Days to Die, like those <laughs> ones are pretty fun. I do want to play Hell Divers too. Actually, pretty soon, it's another one I want to play off stream. Hell Divers. Mm hmm. Oh, it's a lot of fun. I heard. I just ah, I want to play it, but there's just so many games out right now. I my backlog's so disgusting. <laughs> I, feel I feel that, that. <laughs> dude. All these games came out at the same time. We had like Tekken Eight. We had Grand Blue Fantasy. We had uh -huh. freaking Persona Three. It was. I was like, y'all need to calm down with these games, man. <laughs> you kind of just like look at your bank. 
look at the yeah. camera. You're like, crap, here we go again. <laughs> like crying in the corner. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then at the same time, the child side of you is like, yes, give me yeah. the game. <laughs> That's you true. You feel your friends playing it and you can't play it. It makes you feel bad. Uh-huh. Yeah, that that is true too. Like I see like some of my friends playing games and I'm like, man, I want to, but it's like I just bought like three games. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks, but it's it's whatever. I guess we're eating well as gamers this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of good titles coming out, a lot of titles uh coming out of nowhere, like Helldivers 2. I had mm-hmm. no clue about that game or Arrowhead Game Studios until my friends started begging me to play it with them. Yeah, it's so crazy, like, how many games are coming out, and even just, like, some indie companies are rocking right. some crazy games, too. Yeah, I think uh, Arrowhead is, it, well, technically isn't indie anymore, but it, I think it was an indie game studio, and then ah. out of left field comes Helldivers 2, and everybody wants to play it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've heard really good things about it. Other than the, I guess, disconnecting that they've been having because of the servers being overloaded. Yeah, um, for the most part, I believe they fixed that. Oh, they did? Oh, man. Okay, yeah, I definitely got to get on that then. <laughs> I can test oh, it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just recently watched Starship Troopers, so I've oh, been on yes. that high the whole time. <laughs> now you're like, Love yeah, Starship let's Troopers. go. I'm ready to kill some bugs, man. <laughs> I'm doing my part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love Starship Troopers. I so you know what's so funny? The last time I watched that, I was I want to say like maybe 14 years old, and then I just recently watched it with my community for our movie night, and I didn't like. I used to like the main male and the main female characters but this time around watching it i thought they were the most annoying two characters in that whole movie yes i honestly hated them (laughs) (laughs) i was like those two are the most toxic like terrible people (laughs) oh my god but it's it's so funny when you see those old movies when you're like a lot older and you understand everything you're like oh, you, you yeah. see it in a different light, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Honestly, it does it's like... kind of fun sometimes to just sit back and watch those older ones. Yeah, 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 and you also like realize how many innuendos are in like the old movies too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it just goes over your head because you're a child and you're inner- innocent. And you're like... like holy shit, my parents let me watch this. Yeah, <laughs> that's why. That's why mom and dad were chuckling on this part. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> then you're like, man, the ultimate betrayal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's funny though. I've been I've been on that binge of like watching old movies with my community and all of us just like reacting to things that we didn't notice the first time. So it's been fun. That sounds like a lot of fun, actually. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, it looks like they did fix the Helldiver server issue. I was able to just jump in, like, like that. Oh man, nice, nice. I know that's the only reason why I didn't like get it right away because I wanted it to be fixed, and also it was a reason for me to just like put off of it while I finish some of my backlog. Right. I get that feeling. Oh, uh, what goals do you have with content creation? Um, I 
definitely want to pursue a lot of like different things on the industry. Um, right now, actually, I'm taking like a big, I guess, career jump. I guess if you could call it that. Um, I can't say too much about it, but it's definitely something that I'm really excited for and I've always wanted to do. And luckily, this whole streaming thing and the whole like cosplay stuff um, opened some doors for me. So I'm really excited to to start that stuff. But overall, I just want to see how far I can take this. Um, I'm the kind of person where I like to push myself and I like to see how far I can go with uh, whether it be like a hobby or like something I'm super passionate about. Um, so yeah, that's probably what my goal is. Like I definitely want to hit partner um, this year and then I guess see where that goes from there. <laughs> well, as big as you can go. Yeah, yeah. I, like to, I like to see where things can go, especially like passion projects. I'm a really huge fan of seeing where people can go with their passion projects and I try my best to also support other people as well. For sure. That's where you can definitely meet sometimes the most unique people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, unique is an understatement. Hey, I was That's so nice. true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've 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 been to like doing the whole cosplay thing, you definitely meet a lot of unique people. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think actually I think that helped me a lot. Um, meeting diff all kinds of different people helped me to learn how to deal with different people because you know not everyone's the same and sometimes your humor or sometimes your like how you treat certain situations is different for everyone uh, so yeah I think that that definitely taught me how to like interact with all kinds of, of people I gotcha Kat all right. has a question for you Mm -hmm. They want to know what your funniest moment was while streaming. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> um, there's actually two that I can think of on the top of my head. Uh, the most earliest one I can remember is um, there was one time I took a break during the middle of stream to go get snacks, and I didn't realize that my camera was still on. And so while I was gone, my dog grabbed the trash can and ripped through it on stream. Oh no. And and everyone, it the funniest thing was chat because the whole time chat's like, don't do it. You're just a young dog. You don't want to die. <laughs> like you have your whole life ahead of you. <laughs> we thought you were a good boy. <laughs> so it's like that that was funny. But yeah, I watched it and my dog just annihilated that trash can. Oh, and man. it we got home and everything was on the floor. It was so bad. Um, and then I guess the most earliest one was I was, uh, playing Resident Evil 4 Remake and I was doing like this number pad thing and chat, like I couldn't figure out how to clear the number pad because it's been a while since I've seen a number pad or even like a calculator, <laughs> you know? 
Yeah. And, yeah. Ch and chat was like, you need to press C. And in my head, I was like, oh, C on the keyboard. So I pressed the C on the oh, keyboard. No. And they're like, no, in the game. <laughs> and the whole time, I'm just like, chat, stop lying to me. I press C on the keyboard. It's not working. Like the whole time, I'm just like calling chat a liar. And then the moment I realized that it was the like the clear button on the number pad there, they were like, it was just it was the funniest thing. They're like, What's this, this is why this is why you listen to us. <laughs> it was so Dang, funny. That was chat definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chat's like, no, what is wrong with you? <laughs> that was definitely the funniest moment. And then like right after, right, like straight after that, I was like, wow, chat, you're so smart. I was like buttering chat, chat up afterwards. I was like, wow, you guys are so smart. Did I tell you guys you're so smart? <laughs> like, please don't make me suffer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they clipped it right away. Like that was oh, awesome. It, <laughs> I was like, I always tell you guys to clip things, and you never clip things, but you clip this. <laughs> of course. That's their moment. <laughs> yeah, it is. They, they were like, yeah, we're not letting you live this down. They still will will put it in chat. Whenever there's someone new coming to watch me, they'll be like, yeah, this is our, uh, this is our, they call me fruit goddess. And they'll be like, this is our fruit goddess. And then it'll play that clip. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> That's I swear I'm not this dumb. <laughs> <laughs> that's great uh, yeah i see the clip <laughs> <laughs> i was like i swear Chad, i'm not that dumb <laughs> we all have our moments okay <laughs> yeah we all definitely do yeah. i've had a, quite a handful of them and chat will never let you forget them <laughs> no <laughs> no Absolutely not at all nor the people you game with that's true yeah that is so true yeah Take quite a few of those. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, who inspired you, if anybody, to start creating content? Um. Hmm. When it comes to when it comes to cosplay, there was this uh, there there's this um, Filipino cosplayer. I'm Filipino. And uh, back when cosplay was like starting to get big, everyone was like, oh, yeah, the best cosplayers are like Japanese or Korean or Chinese. And so I never saw any like Filipino cosplayers. And then I saw I met um, this person named Elodia. And so she became my my. Uh, I guess is the person that the person I admire for cosplay. And then when it comes to streaming, um, I don't know. I guess I would say maybe like Valkyrie and hmm. Now that's a good streamer. Mm-hmm. I like Valkyrie. Valkyrie and maybe Lily Pichu are probably like my idols that I that inspire me to like do streaming and stuff. Um but overall, I honestly, I don't know. I, I don't really watch too many streamers. Like, I mostly watch my friends stream and whoever's, like, streaming in my community. I, I mostly just lurk and stuff. But 
yeah, I guess those those would be like the people I admire. More so I admire I don't really admire like people in general because it's hard to admire somebody that you've never like met, you know? Yeah. And you don't really know well. So I would say I more or less admire like what they've done. Um so like the way they've influenced gaming, especially since they're like female and stuff, the way they've like grown being female gamers and streamers. Uh, that's something that I admire. Um, I would love to meet them in person one day. I think I met Lily once at a co at a convention. She was like cosplaying. Um, but other than that, yeah, I don't really know them that well. So I couldn't say I admire them as a person, but I definitely admire the, the work they've done. Gotcha. So curious then, do you hope to inspire others the way that you were inspired? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think, like, I definitely want to be that person that someone can say, oh, yeah, like, I pursued my dream because, like, you did this and did that. And I've actually had people say that to me, and it honestly makes me feel so, like, fulfilled, I guess, um, just because I know where I've come from and how much I've grown. And I guess it's also kind of like um, a little bit imposter syndrome because when someone says that to me, I'm just like, in my head, I'm like, I don't think I'm that great. Like, are you sure you're talking about the about me and not like some other person? Um, but it, it's really nice. Like, uh, I try to share my story with a lot of people because I have been through through a lot of stuff, and well, a lot I of the time. Funny. Oh, you okay? Yeah, I lost audio. Oh. I gotcha, gotcha. Um, but yeah, I tried to share my story a lot, and I've gotten people who've messaged me saying that um, they either have gone through the same thing or I inspired them to, like, not let anything hold them back and stuff. So when I hear those things, I definitely feel more fulfilled. Um, so yeah, I, I hope I can inspire somebody. That'd be really cool. <laughs> <laughs> would you say that that would be one of the biggest accomplishments that a streamer could achieve? I, I guess like me morally, personally. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Like, cause, cause everyone's, everyone's like definition of success and accomplishment is different. Um, but me personally, yeah, definitely that would be something that I could say uh, that I would be really happy to accomplish is like having um, having done something that impacts either like a person or a group of people in a positive way. I think definitely that would be one of my my biggest accomplishments. And I try to do stuff like that. I do work with a lot of charities. I've done work with like Starlight. I've done work with uh, Stack Up. Um, and some other charities. So I try to do my best to, as much as that I've been given, I try to give just as much back. Um, and I like I'm a huge believer of karma too. So I, I feel like if you give positivity <laughs> yeah. out, you'll get positive positivity back. Um, so yeah, I try my best to be as much of a good influence and positive influence on people. Obviously, like you. You can't be perfect and stuff, but as long as you're doing things with a with a good intent, um, I think people can see that. Hundred percent agree. 
try trying our best to be good people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should always try to do that. Sometimes mm-hmm. it takes a little bit more extra trying. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. There's some people out there that try your patience, and uh-huh. it's like, <laughs> oh yeah. And then you just kind of go, "This is going to be the day." I am prepared. <laughs> you pick this day to fight. <laughs> but um, that's why I don't really take people online too seriously. Um, especially when you get people who like say things, like go into your chat and say stuff. Like, I, I don't know who that person is. I don't know what their story is. Um, and yeah, it's, sometimes it can be hard to ignore things that they've said. And also, you know, if they do say something that's not right or is like doesn't go well with you and your community, like you definitely want to make that boundary and be like, hey, you can't say that stuff or just immediately ban them. Um, but for the most part, I try not to take people online too seriously because... Uh, I don't know. People can be crazy. People are different online. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. That's the truth. A yeah. lot of people are that way. <laughs> yeah. It's unfortunate, but at the same time, it's just I, that's why I'm very like picky with who uh who's close to me and not even just like who's close to me, but also people I collab with, people I network with. I I try my best to only do that with people that align with my values and what I believe in, because if you don't, it it's very easy to uh, go off of what you're trying to build. So like your brand, right? Like if you're trying to build a positive safe space, kind of like branding and stuff, Mm -hmm. and then you partner up with some company or some streamers or some people who are like the total opposite then people won't take you seriously as um as a content creator and as like even an influencer or just you as a brand in general like people won't take you seriously if you're constantly just i guess being hypocritical so yeah yeah but i mean that 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 also i feel like could be applied in just every day you want to make sure you're being kept serious yeah yeah it's very it's good to have it's good to be able to make sure that the people around you are the people that you want to be around and you also want to make sure that they're impacting you in a positive way yes um you don't want to like surround yourself with people who are like always negative or just people who aren't driven or crazy, um, or crazy yeah <laughs> or toxic <laughs> you know yeah. and it, it's crazy like i whenever i tell people about like my story with my ex-friends and stuff i'm like you don't realize how much people have an effect on you until you cut them out and then you can see things in a different light Absolutely. and yeah, and it changes the way you think and it changes the way you feel about yourself as well. So I always try to like, every time I'm like doing networking or collabor- collabor- or collaborating or anything like that, I always try to make sure I'm doing it with, with people that, you know, share the same kind of values as me. Absolutely. And you want to make sure that you're comfortable as well with them. Mm-hmm. 
very very true that's why when, <laughs> you know like when we're on the um like the facebook page right like the, mm -hmm. the twitch facebook page and everyone's just like asking like hey who wants to collab who wants to do this let's stream together this and that and as someone who's done that before like i've done collab streams with people i didn't really know and to be honest it can go south so bad it can actually hurt your stream <laughs> if you like yeah. collab and network with the wrong person there's been so many times where people just don't understand the whole streaming etiquette and it, they'll just be like they'll collab with somebody and the person that they collab with just takes over both streams and stuff and you're kind of left like not vibing well and and there's no um there's no like how do you say it? there's no I'm trying I'm trying to think of the word um not camaraderie but there's just no vibes between you two and it, it's very easy for chat to see that and like the audience to see that. Oh, and so, yeah. So I've, I mean, I've done that before. Like I've, I've collabed with streamers that are, were just like, Hey, let's collab. Cause you know, everyone's just like to grow, you need to collab and network and all this stuff. Um, but then they don't tell you that you have to collab and network with the right people. And not only that you have to come up with quality content. So it's like people will watch collabs if there's something they some kind of content they can get out of that that's different from the normal content you would you would normally give if you were just streaming by yourself, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's something I had to learn actually. That was something that personality I had have to, to click. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or else Otherwise, it just goes south. <laughs> yeah, or it could just be like extremely just awkward. Yeah, like awkward, you know, no one's talking to each other. Or like even like people talking over each other or yeah. um, not muting their stream when they're talking to their chat or anything like that. Or it just, no, it that, can go crazy. I, guilty of. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it's honestly, if it's something that like, both of you have been like, oh, yeah, you don't have to, like, mute your stream. That's fine. Like, I've had collabs where we just don't care about muting ourselves. We're just like, yeah, we'll just, if you need to talk to your chat, just talk to them. You don't need to mute yourself, you know? Yeah. But if there's no understanding of that, or let's say someone's, like, very loud or very, um, or doesn't, like, get the fact that they're on another person's stream, so they're just kind just of, like... Yeah, 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 just doesn't care. Then it can get pretty, pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, I always tell people, I'm like, yeah, networking is good, but you you gotta do it the right way, though. You just oh, yeah. can't network with whoever wants to network. Absolutely. Especially if you're trying to control the type of people that are in your community. Exactly, exactly. And it's funny because a lot of people don't understand that you you have to curate your community um, from the stuff that you stream to how you deal with your chatters to how you are on stream, who you associate with, even who you raid. It it builds up a sense of like what the vibe is in your community. Oh, so yeah. like that's also why I'm super picky with raiding too. Like I only I want to make sure I raid people that also align with what my viewers like to watch. Um 
And I actually have a horror story. There was one time before I even thought about like thinking about what who to raid, I used to just go around and just raid small streamers. Mm -hmm. And I remember this one time I raided this person and they ended up being like the worst human being. <laughs> Oh no. oh no! And I was like, "Oh God!" And then after that, I was like, "You know what? <laughs> I'm only gonna raid people if I've seen them, seen their streams like at least three or four times, at least enough to get to know what kind of person they are." Um, because this guy was like berating people in chat oh, and like no. saying all this stuff. I was like, "Nah, fam, that's Jeez. not <laughs> that's not how we are." <laughs> yeah, no. So yeah, it 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 was funny because I then I after right after I raided like I want to say maybe an hour after I got like a message from some of my community members. They're like, um, can you not raid this person ever again? Like, and I was like, I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> they seemed nice in the first five minutes that I was seeing watching their stream, <laughs> but you just yes. never know. People be wild, man yes absolutely <laughs> i'm guilty of that like nothing negative but i'll be in a groove rocking like dropping 50 bombs and surge not surge but uh just dropping a, a large amount of kills in, in a game and mm -hmm. people will start like accusating and everyone just wants to start trashing you for mm -hmm. like not having a life and such and I'll get into it. I'll get into the energy and I'll just start trash talking back out of mm -hmm. nowhere. So I'm definitely guilty of that. I mean, trash talking, like, if that's how you, like, want to, like, uh, I guess, show yourself. Because I, I, there's, I mean, there's streamers that talk shit about their chat all the time. Oh. And, you know, people <laughs> will watch it because it's funny, right? Like, there's so, if you're funny about it and it's, it's hilarious, like, people will watch that, you know? Um, but it's definitely something to think about when it comes to like the kind of people you want to like you you would want them to like raid you or even just like collab with you, you know. Um, that's why I'm always telling people like I'll sometimes I'll go onto the Facebook page and I'll I'll have nothing to do one night and just be like, hey, let's, you know, check out someone's stream, you know, randomly. And I'll go in there and they have like no VODs or anything. Oh I'm God. like yeah, I'm always telling people like, yo, save your VODs because the biggest thing when it comes to raids, at least for me, I always watch people's VODs. Um, and I have like a list of people I want to like host in the future and I'll watch their VODs and I'll be like, oh, this person like seems chill. I've watched like maybe four or five of their VODs. They seem really nice. And then I'll, I'll put them on like my list and be like, okay, future like streamer I can raid and stuff. Um, but even if you, even if, when it doesn't come to raids like it's always good to have your vods because people will want to see what kind of content creator you are before they commit that follow you know Absolutely. what i mean Absolutely. i mean as a content creator and a viewer myself i mm -hmm. always look yeah like you want to see what they how they are you know okay. and if they if they're like entertaining or if they vibe with you and stuff um and so when someone doesn't have VODs or anything and then they're like, 
you know, you should come watch me, come follow me. I'm like, how do I know I like you? Like, (laughs) you don't have anything for me to look at. It's like going on Tinder, having a picture, and that's it. There's like no bio or anything. (laughs) How do I know you're not a serial killer or something? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, that's, yeah, I think that's the funniest thing for me is when I go to someone's thing, like, they'll be... Like, especially the people who complain, right? They'll be like, man, I don't have any followers. No one watches me. Da, da, da. And I go on their channel and there's like nothing for me to even like gauge the kind of content creator they are, like kind of streamer they are. And I'm like, yo, man, you need to give us something. We can't just like, throw a Hail Mary and be on. like, <laughs> yeah, I can't take just your word for it. Like, I need proof. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm hmm. Uh, it's very interesting. I, I feel like a lot of people get into streaming for whatever reason, right? For whatever reason it is. Um, if you, especially people who want to like really grow, uh, it's very interesting how people have this kind of idea of what streaming is and then, but they don't understand what it actually entails and what it actually um what you need to do as a content creator in order to actually get to where you want to be with it. Um, But that could be for like a lot of jobs. Like that was the same with cosplay. A lot of people had the idea of that. Oh yeah. Being like a cosplayer is so easy. You just need to wear a costume and just show up and stuff. But then they don't realize how much work goes into it. And it's the same with streaming. Absolutely. There's a whole lot more that goes into it than people think it does. Yeah. Yeah. And then when people get into it and they're like, it's not that easy. And then they quit like a month after. I'm just mm-hmm. like, <laughs> oh, I'm like, damn. I don't know what you expected, man. <laughs> I don't know what you like expected. Easy. You got to work for it. That's true. I mean, there's, there's, of course, people always think of, well, there's that one guy that blew up with that one video. Why can't that be me? Like that. I know there's like exceptions, you know, but that shit is so rare. Like it's so rare to get viral and then ride that momentum for, for a very long time. Usually people who go viral because they don't have like a background of how to even grow from that or even monetize that a lot of them just like fall off. Um, so it, yeah, it takes like a different kind of person to really like, go viral and then make something out of it and like a business or something that can grow or stay for a long time. Um, But even then that, that like going viral is so rare. You definitely need to put in a lot more work if you want to do content creating for a living. Yes, absolutely. Especially if someone like blows up overnight, there's no guarantee that 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 sensation with the people they've reached with that video is going to stick around anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. And actually, for the most part, a lot of them don't. Uh, you'll be very surprised. I've had questions uh, from people like, hey, how come your, you know, your viewership is like your concurrent viewers is low when you have like this amount of followers on Twitter, and Instagram. And I always tell them, I'm like, that shit does not correlate at all like people who follow me on my instagram and follow me on twitter a lot of them don't watch live streams um so that's what i mean when there's like different audiences for different platforms a lot of them 
will only be on Twitter and a lot of them will only be on Instagram and then some will only be on Twitch. So even if you have like a good following on another another platform, it's not always going to correlate to followings on a different platform. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. oh, yep. It's huh? all like a, it's like playing different games on different platforms. <laughs> a lot of the platforms have their own like algorithms or what trends and all that stuff. And so it can be a little bit, daunting and just overwhelming sometimes trying to figure out what works and what doesn't on certain stuff but i mean i don't know as long as you're having fun i guess it's it's not too yeah. bad <laughs> with that being said though um for the newer generation that's thinking about getting into it or trying to get into it what would be the biggest advice that you would give them to start my biggest advice would be First, to ask themselves where they want to take it. Is this like a hobby thing? Is it something you want to dive into as like a career? Um, if you know what you want to do with it, then you can start making like, I guess, a business plan, I guess, or at least just a plan on what you expect not just from the platform itself, but also what you expect from yourself. Um, and it takes a lot of discipline a lot of the time. And I feel like a lot of people don't want to discipline themselves and tell themselves, hey, you, you got to do this. Like, even if you don't want to, you have to do this. And I, I mean, I totally understand that. Like, as someone who's also suffered from depression, some days you just don't want to do anything like you just want to sleep it off like you don't understand why you feel that way while you're why you're having a bad day but you just don't want to do anything um but sometimes when those days come like you you just got to push yourself uh especially if it's something that you really want to do you just got to tell yourself like hey you're going to regret it later if you don't do it so right. yeah i try to push myself as much as I can. I mean, in some senses, starting your own channel is essentially starting your own business. You gotta treat yeah. it like that sometimes. It's Obviously, very true. Have fun, but you gotta be serious about putting in the time and the grind for it. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's something that you want to do as a living. Like if you want to be the next, I don't know, PewDiePie or Markiplier or something, yeah. those people work ungodly amount of hours like oh yeah oh yeah it, it's it's crazy how much those people work but like i said a lot of people have this idea that oh you know they just gotta make videos and that's it but it, it's it's more than that it's so much more than that especially now i feel like because there's so many people who want to be content creators the content itself has been so watered down with the amount of content that there's out that there is out there I feel like nowadays you really have to have a kind of shtick or like a gimmick in order for people to like want to watch you. Unlike back then where there wasn't really a word for content creators, like there wasn't influencers or content creators. Um, it was a lot easier to get noticed back then, but nowadays everybody wants to be a content creator. And so you kind of have to work a little bit harder Oh, absolutely. I mean, 
it's become a very oversaturated thing. It has. It has. I mean, even games. Oh, God, the games. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of games. It's yes. crazy. I mean, it's it's interesting to see where it's come from. And there's pros and cons with it, too. Um, definitely with the amount of stuff that's been like how much stuff has happened both in content creating and just video games in general it has opened a lot of doors to a lot of people but also at the same time because there's just so much of it it gets it gets watered down or just hidden from from other people's like views so you'll you'll get people who are hidden gems but they just don't get the views because it's so saturated with with so much content Absolutely. Do you ever find it hard? Um, well, I should say in the beginning of it all, was it hard mm -hmm. for you to pick games that were not as saturated or did you not have to really worry about it? Honestly, I didn't really... I didn't pick my games based on what was popular. If anything, I played games that weren't that popular. <laughs> um <laughs> I just played games that I like to play. Uh, that was pretty much it. When I when I first started streaming, um, the games I played were like Overwatch and League of Legends, but it wasn't because they were popular. It was because that was the only thing me and my friends were playing. Um, and so I was streaming those, and then I played like Seven Days to Die because my sister wanted to play that. And so the games that I picked to stream in the first place were just games that I just enjoyed. Um, and I still do that to this day. I, I don't really play games because of how popular they are or how saturated they are. I just play them because I, I like them. I enjoyed them. I've had people tell me to play certain games because it's popular. But if I don't like the game, I'm not going to stream it because right. I, I feel like if I'm not going to have fun playing it, I'm sure chat's not going to have fun watching me play it because I'm just going to be complaining oh, the whole absolutely. time. I mean, yeah. the energy you give is the energy you're going to get back. Mm -hmm. So if you're having fun, they're going to have fun. And those that aren't having fun, well, they can mosey on along. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's true. Uh, when I, and that's, that all comes with curating your community, right? Like you want mm -hmm. people to watch you because they want to watch you and what you're playing like whether either it'd be you want them to watch you for you or you want them to watch you for your gameplay and depending on how you want to curate that that all like that's all on you um that's why the whole the whole like what you call it the whole conflict between like the uh, hot tub streamers and you know, people who say that they're getting that their viewers are getting like uh, taken away or something. That completely different. Yeah, it's so that. Oh my gosh, it blows my mind when people think that even has any correlation to right people who want to watch them. I'm like, that's like that's like going into like a restaurant, like a pasta restaurant, right? And you're craving pasta, and then. 
the waiter goes, oh, we don't have any pasta, but we have hamburgers. It's like, I don't want hamburgers. I want pasta, you know? Exactly. And it's the same, it's the same with streamers. It's like the people watching those hot tub streamers are not going to watch you unless you're a girl who's also doing a hot tub stream. More than anything, your communities, your viewers are not at all going to be overlapping at some point. Like, (laughs) and would you want them to? Like, that's the thing. Like, if somebody comes into my stream and is like, Where's the boobs? I'm gonna be like, None here, dude. Go (laughs) next stream, you know. I don't want that that viewer, like, move along, you know. So that whole argument of like the female streamers taking views and stuff, it makes no sense to me. No. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? People use that. And it's like, what I tell them is like, whatever gets you to sleep at night. Like, <laughs> yeah, you tell yourself whatever gets you to sleep at night. If you don't want to look at your content and see what's missing or improve on it. I don't know. I guess you. they just resort to blaming someone else for their their lack of success, I guess. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. I think that's just something everybody has to go through is somebody blaming somebody for something, even though it's mm-hmm. not your fault at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's true. And it's like, I think that's also what separates content creators from like, like growing is they don't, like some people don't want to look at their content and be like, you know what? it's boring. Maybe I should change it up, you know? And that's what I tell people. I'm like, yo, if you want to improve your stream and improve your content, look at your VODs, watch your VODs and ask yourself, is this someone I could watch for two, three hours, you know, of my day? Um, Is is this like, is this boring? Is this interesting to watch? Um, I used to watch my VODs all the time and just pick apart like things that I liked and didn't like as just a viewer, you know? Um, And so I tell people to do that. Yeah, exactly. And if you're not willing to improve or if you're not improving yourself all the time, you're going to fall off so fast Um, because content creating is always evolving. The game is always evolving. And if you're not willing to play the game and evolve with it, uh, you're just not going to get too far unfortunately that's when channels unfortunately become dead yeah yeah or people just get so burnt out that they They just quit content creating yeah altogether i've seen that happen so much more recently Mm -hmm. and when you ask them how long have you been doing it for well i've been doing it for like six months keep going you're no yes they're like yeah, I didn't get like the triple digits I wanted in six months. I was like, "Yo, that's, that's not gonna happen." Yeah, <laughs> like, you gotta. Unheard of. You need that to is, be yeah. More realistic about it and understand that it takes time. It does. It takes time, effort, and a lot of just trying things out and seeing what sticks. Um, yeah, it's. It's a journey, man. <laughs> it it really is. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't like some small indie game. This is like this is like some Baldur's Gate long ass journey <laughs> that we're taking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but I think people just like to be lazy and just take the easy way. Like if it doesn't work, if it doesn't work immediately, they just get so put off by it. 
or they lose the motivation and it's like you can't you can't do that you can't just quit so fast you should instead let it fire you up exactly to push harder do things that you haven't done before that you may have not known that you like doing let it be the type of content Mm -hmm. you do or game or anything like that and just try it never be afraid to try something exactly be creative Uh like it's fun like yeah (laughs) whatever it is you gotta just find it you're not gonna find it if you just magically go okay i can't do this i'm not getting the numbers i quit you didn't even yeah six months is not enough but you know what like as bad as this sounds (laughs) as bad as this sounds i'm actually like glad there are people like that because i know in the long run it's not gonna work out for them and it's because content creating is so hard and let's say you do get big Mm -hmm. and you get all these followers and you get super famous and stuff that also comes with its uh hardships where people look at you and pick apart the kind of person you are and you could say like one bad thing and then you're canceled and stuff like that there are people who can't handle that so like if someone's gonna quit after like three four five six months of content creating they probably wouldn't have been able to deal with the stuff that comes with blowing up if they did blow up you know Oh, for sure. They wouldn't have had the maturity to handle that at all. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's it's a good thing and a bad thing. I don't, I mean, I don't want to be mean about it, but it's just like how it it's is, stressful. you know? Yeah. And it's like, I'd rather you... This is to be absolutely truthful. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'd rather them be a happy person who I guess didn't make their streamer dream but they're still happy instead of someone who's like super popular but depressed you know because they can't handle it like i'd rather them be happy but not like a big streamer you know i don't know (laughs) like just do what's for you and streaming's not for everybody yeah for sure Mm -hmm. very true very true Sorry, we were gabbing back and forth, sipping. What were you going to say? <laughs> oh, I didn't. I wasn't going to say I was just saying, yeah, agreeing with it. Gotcha. Stop yelling I just at heard me. a sound. <laughs> Stop yelling at me. <laughs> I just heard a sound. I'm sorry. Stop yelling. <laughs> You're right. Do you have any monumental moments that hindered your ability to create content? Oh, yeah, definitely. There was there was actually one thing that I was like really not upset, but just like, ah, like missed opportunity kind of thing. Um, I was hitting close to partner. And then um, my husband, he's in the military, so we move all the time. And we got orders to move to South Korea. And so I had to take such a huge break between moving from where we were to another country and all that like paperwork and stuff and stress that came with that and um obviously like if you're not streaming for a long time you know your numbers drop 
And so that's what happened. So now I'm like starting to build it up again, especially now that I've moved back to the States. Um, I've been having to rebuild that and everything. So I look at it as like, yeah, I was unfortunate. It's sad that I couldn't get partner before I left, but I tell myself it wasn't meant to be, you know, <laughs> like maybe it wasn't meant to be. Yeah, life happens, shit happens. If I let it get to me, then, you know, it won. So I try not to like think about that and I just try to push forward. And luckily, you know, I still have a community that has supported me throughout all the years of all the ups and downs that's been going on in my life and just my streaming career quotations. Um, but yeah, it was definitely something that was unfortunate happened, but I'm not, I'm not like dwelling on it. I'm not letting it stop me. That's good. You don't want to give I, up on your dreams just because, you know, you can't yeah. control that. It's an uncontrollable thing. You have to take the time for your family, you know? Yeah, that's so true. And yeah, I mean, I don't, it, it's like I said, unfortunate, but I'm really, really happy that I have the community that I have. And They've seen me go through such like different changes, I guess, as a content creator. And it's really nice to to have people that come into the stream and are like, yeah, we I come to your stream to like de-stress and it's always a good time. I love the vibes here. I think that's what keeps me going the most is when people say that they come to my stream and it's like a getaway from the real world and they could just enjoy themselves. Oh, I think yeah, I think that's what definitely kept me going. Um, that's why I think I mostly like content creating, just because I'm glad I can create that kind of space for people. And like you said, I mean, it's more interactive, so it's easier to bring that form of comfort. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes people just need just distractions, man. Like distractions from stuff that's going on at home or in the world. Um yeah, work, all that stuff. So if I can create that for somebody, whether it be through my content or I don't know if they just like the sound of my voice or anything like that, um, I'm happy to to give that to them. I gotcha. Um, hmm. What advice would you have for people that are... Um experience well did we already ask that i feel like no. we did <laughs> oh yeah people starting out i think was that the one no, what um, advice would experiencing you give? a creative or you know motivational block of any sort on content oh, okay cutting out so we're gonna finish it's... that oh. go ahead okay. no go ahead oh yeah experiencing a creative or motion motivational block mm. Um, my advice, I would say, just like remind yourself why you want to make content, like content in general. Um, the thing is with having like a motivational uh, block or like even like a creative block or emotional block, whatever it is, they're always going to happen. Um, it doesn't matter how big or how small of a creator you are. That stuff is always going to come with the territory. And when I have those days, it's you just gotta 
remind yourself like why you enjoyed it in the first place why you enjoy making content and just kind of doing things that just make you happy like sometimes let's let's say you're known for playing like a certain game um and let's say you're just burnt out from that one game but you're afraid that if you switch to a different game you're not going to have people watching right and i feel like a lot of people deal with that um but i always tell people i'm like just do something that makes you happy like your happiness is more important and it's going to help you in the long run um if you just do stuff that makes you happy puts puts yourself in a good positive mindset um don't worry about like is people going to watch and stuff like that just do something that makes you happy and and gives you joy because again that stuff is going to happen and sometimes you just need something to pull you out of that that kind of fog i guess um so yeah that would be my advice just don't dwell too much on numbers and what's doing good and all that stuff just do stuff that you enjoy absolutely i mean at that point when you enjoy it we were just talking about that you give that kind of energy back mm -hmm. that's what's, i think a biggest thing that helps people grow is the energy you give off yeah that's so true like it's crazy how much even if you're the best actor or actress right like if you can put on a poker face you're having like the worst day and oh, you're yeah. putting on a po poker face right you'll be so surprised how many people in chat will know you're not having a good day you know there there'll be people who are like hey are, are you okay or like hey, you don't look so good or you, you don't look happy and stuff like that. You'll be surprised how much people can pick up on that stuff. Oh, for and sure. It's kind of scary sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, are you watching me? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we're watching you. You're on your webcam. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it's really crazy, especially like your, your longtime viewers, right? Your regulars. Mm -hmm. They pick up so much on your mannerisms and stuff um so you like it's better to watch somebody who's doing something that they enjoy than watching somebody who looks like they're forced to play this game because it's the game that brings them the views you know but they don't want to they don't want to play it you know yeah i've watched a few people that kind of carry that vibe it's a little off-putting yeah it's a little rough like yeah. <laughs> it kind of like, puts eesh. you yeah it kind of puts you as a viewer in kind of the same head headspace too uh -huh. um so it's like it's just a whole circle of like depressed people <laughs> you kind of get to sit in there especially if you're a big gamer and you're watching this game and you're hoping for the best and the energy is just like tanking there's no talking. They look mm -hmm. miserable. And you're like, damn, <laughs> if you feel like this playing this game, I don't want to touch it. Yeah. I don't know. Definitely. Yeah. It's like that or like it just as a viewer, when you're watching someone like that, it also sucks the energy out of you. It's like a yes. vampire sometimes. Yes. So. Especially when you need that like hype and that's what you were looking for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whether it be like hype or maybe you're like, cozy gamer right uh -huh. it's it's 
yeah it's all about the vibes like people will watch things that give them a certain vibe and there are there are different kinds of viewers on twitch some of them like the chaoticness that is i don't know some of the bigger streamers that are chaotic or you know some people like the cozy vibe of the cozy gamers or some just like i don't know like the hilarious streamer and stuff so depending on what you want to give to your audience or what you want your audience to be you're going to kind of like curate your not even like personality but just like your your gameplay and the kind of games you play and just the vibe that you give yeah it's all about the kind of people you want watching you yeah not not the crazy kind Good crazy yeah. good. Unless you Not want crazy, crazy. yeah. <laughs> Unless you're all about the crazy viewers and you're crazy yourself, like go go for it. Oh, we there's all kinds of viewers. <laughs> oh, we're talking oh, we're talking about that cray cray. Okay. Yeah, that really the cray, cray, yeah. cray. <laughs> Never feed uh, into that energy. <laughs> you guys just leave that at home. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Especially on my stream. I don't want that cray cray. Yeah, no, uh, see, I like good chaos. Good chaos. Yeah, That's good fun. chaotic. Yeah. <laughs> Not the cray cray. <laughs> you got any more apologize. questions, Sippin? Oh, uh, I was just about to apologize. I'm having a sneezing fit right now. Oh, yeah. oh no, you're fine, dude. It's, it's the allergies, man. It's the changing of the seasons. Oh, and we're I've been having... Oh. Yeah, same with me. I've been having sneezing fits as well. It's horrible today. Oh, no. Dude, even my dog has, like, sneezing fits, too. That's when you know it's bad. <laughs> yeah, when the dog's sneezing? Oh, man, you know it's bad. Funny. The poor dog. Bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true, it's true. I mean, when they get into <laughs> sneezing fits, you just can't help but laugh. Yeah, and they're so it doesn't help that they're cute when they sneeze. It's like, yo, when I sneeze, it's like I don't know, it's like if violent. Shrek Yeah, it's like violent. That that shit I'll burst a blood vessel from sneezing. <laughs> but then when dogs do, it's like the cutest thing. Oh. My sneezes are like off the chain violent. A lot of them come <laughs> out of nowhere and I'm just yelling as I sneeze. <laughs> It's horrible. Has that like after sneezing? Has that like Goku vein in his forehead or something from all the sneezing? Oh man! <laughs> you hear a lot of people sneeze, and it's just like a cute little sound that some people make. And there's a medium where it's like, okay, yeah, they sneeze. That's that's fine. And all they hear, all of a sudden, you hear me just start ah, ah, like out of nowhere. It's... Oh, dude, I had that. There was a kid in my class in, in high school that sneezed. And every time he sneezed, it scared the shit out of me. Because it, it sounded so violent. And it almost sounded like like he was possessed or something. It was wild. But he would just do it out of nowhere. And it would scare everybody in the classroom. Oh, I know somebody <laughs> that sneezes like that. It's just so funny now. Like, it's at like, first, it was scary as hell. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like the first time, like the first day of class, and then it happens. You don't even know this person, and they do it, and you're just like, oh, God. <laughs> like, okay, my heart's still beating, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them sound like shrieks from hell when they, mm -hmm. when they sneeze. And, like, oh. and then it's just 
silence and another one and then there's a third one oh there's always a third one when someone sneezes like that yeah <laughs> always like you like look yeah. at them you're like man that hurt me when you <laughs> did that right. <laughs> right are you okay is your nose still on your face <laughs> like okay the nose is there but what about my eyes are my eyes still there? you know that sneeze that you just feel your whole soul yeah. just leave your body you're like okay i'm good right <laughs> oh man so funny the sneeze fit got so bad today my chest and upper arms are hurting oh, oh no yeah it was rough gotta take that benadryl i guess the allergy you can't sneeze if you're cold yeah <laughs> Honestly, just sleep it off yeah just my doctor <laughs> I do got one question for you. As mm -hmm. one of the bigger channels that we have interviewed here, mm -hmm. I've asked this to everybody else, and I feel like you shouldn't be excluded. Um, okay. What advice would you give to streamers that are bigger than you? You know, the ones that have started to drift away from their community, but they stream every day, like those people. Like the people who... Like as big as Shroud, I guess I'm uh -huh. You know, they always carry like thousands of live views and people are spamming their chats and whatnot. Mm. But they kind of like straight away from their mm -hmm. original community. You know, like Is that some of them that don't really acknowledge their viewers unless like gifts mm. happen or bits or something crazy like that. Mm. Um, I don't know if I would have any advice because to be honest, when you do get that big it it can get hard to acknowledge everybody and you're not gonna be able to do that all the time um i i i guess it's i guess i have a different perspective on it just because i do have friends who are big name streamers mm -hmm. and i see like some of the stuff that goes into it behind the scenes and on on like on stream and stuff Absolutely. um I think for some growing streamers or smaller streamers, to them, it'll be like, oh, you know, they've like drifted from their community. They lost touch of like why they enjoyed streaming. They don't look like they're having fun anymore, stuff like that. When it comes to when you're that big, it's it's hard to show people that you still care while at the same time trying to run the business. Um, it's a whole different mindset once you start growing that big and it, it is a business, right? Mm -hmm. But because it's a business and it's so big and there's so many people invested into that business, what, uh, it being the viewers and stuff, it's going to be hard to cater to everybody. Like even if it's someone who's watched you for years and years, it's, it's impossible to, to really keep up with everyone. Um, and it's sad. It's it sucks. I I get it. If you're a viewer and you've watched someone who like you've watched since they had like five viewers, and then you still watch them when they have like thousands of viewers, it's hard to not feel like oh they forgot about me and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But you got to remember like this is one person, and even though they do, they may have a team behind the scenes helping them with like sponsors or like you know moderators. sponsored stuff moderators all that stuff yeah. um 
it's a lot for one person. Uh, so yeah, it does suck, but at the same time, if they aren't growing and if they aren't changing their their content, they're gonna be left behind, you know. So, I mean, for people who are big name streamers and stuff, is as long as it's working for you and as long as it's working for the majority of your community, just you know, keep going. Who am I to say that you need to change? the way you are, the way your content is for your community. I don't know your community. You know your community the best out of everyone. Um, so it's not up to me to be like, hey, you know, I think you're ignoring your community or I don't think your community is going to like this. I don't know anything about that person's community. So, yeah, it, it's hard for, I think, viewers who have watched people grow to kind of be like, oh, well, you know, they're not always going to talk to you or they're not always going to acknowledge you and stuff, um, especially if there's like thousands <laughs> of people, oh, yeah. you know, I so it's a lot to kind of keep up with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do appreciate some big streamers who are active in their discords, who do try their best to hang out with people and stuff like that. Um but also, I would say, just remember, they're they're just one person and they are making a living. Like, this is not just uh, a hobby anymore. For a lot of them, it turned into a career. And so for a lot of them, it's their livelihood. And I think their livelihood and their way of life comes first before trying to please, like, a handful of viewers, you know? That, that's honestly fair. Hmm. And the reason I ask is because it's just something I always hear. Not mm -hmm. against myself, but like in discords or social medias, people getting upset and whatnot. So mm -hmm. I figured let's ask all creators of all kinds. Because and it's, that's a good question. There's some that never, even from, I, I should say, the peak of their growth to their steady growth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um they don't really pay much mind to their community. They just kind of mm. like, okay, you, you do you, you know, there's no real moderating and stuff like that. And I've, I've seen that more or less towards uh, people that, oh, how do I want to word this? They, they go on different platforms. It's not really a Twitch thing. Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. rarely see that really on Twitch anymore. And, they try their best. I see that. But like kick and TikTok is actually a big one. You just see people mm -hmm. get too fired up about not being spoken to. But the person yeah. doing it's not even acknowledging chat. That's where I was leaning towards with that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess, I mean, if they're already big, like something's working, right? Yeah. <laughs> so if, if even if they don't talk with chat or even if they don't acknowledge certain people in their chat they're still there's they still there's got a reason like they're still there's going. yeah there's a reason why they're still going you know um now if they do want to change up their content to where they are more interactive with chat then they can do that if they want um but like i said they they can curate their chat however they want they they can curate their content creation however they want um that's on them whether it works or doesn't work that's on the streamer you know 
um, in terms of like people getting butt hurt that the streamer is not talking to them, it it goes back to the parasocial stuff then, right? Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of viewers have this this idea that, oh, if I'm like an OG, then if this person blows up, we're like best friends. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they're never going to forget me. And, you know, I've gotten to a decent size where I do remember a lot of my, my, um, my regulars. And I, I remember a lot of the people who supported me in the beginning, you know, but I don't remember all of them, you know? And I, I've gotten a message like that before, actually, you know, I, I try to be as nice as I can, but there was one time, and this was on League of Legends, actually, which was so oh funny. <laughs> I got a message on League and they're like, hey, want to play some games? And I was like, oh, uh, I haven't been, there was a time where I wasn't on League for like two years, right? I think it was like season four and five that I wasn't really on League and I was like, oh, I, I don't remember who this is. Like, who is this? And they're like, the next message they sent me was like, seven years of supporting you and you don't even remember who I am. You've just lost a follower. And I was like, dude, I don't, I still don't know who you are. Like, <laughs> this gave me no clue of who you are. But now I know that you thought we had a deeper connection than I thought we had, you know? Um so it, it goes back to that whole like parasocial thing where, you know, some it, it's impossible to not have people who create this relationship with you, whether it be like best friends or, or whatever, you know, um, but it's it's. I don't know, it's good to remember that as a streamer, it's not your fault. As long as you're doing your best, you're not expected to remember everybody. Oh Lord, no. Yeah, you're not. Like you're. That? It's impossible. <laughs> it's impossible. If um, that were possible, we would remember every single individual that we meet in our life. That is, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. And you know, I I do try my best to to remember remember people's names and stuff and faces, but. Yeah, it's just impossible to do that. And I think as viewers, people need to realize that you're watching somebody who's making entertainment. And no matter how close you may feel that you're with, like how close you feel you are to them, just remember like you probably, you, you don't know who this person is. Like at the end of the day, you don't know how they are. You only know how they are with what they put out. And a lot of the time, I'm not saying all streamers are like this, but a lot of the time, people are not the way they are on stream in real life, whether it be good or bad. Like, I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. Everybody puts masks on depending on who you're with. And, you know, yeah. even different friends group, you'll be like a different person, right? Mm -hmm. But how someone shows themselves on the internet isn't always 100% how they are in real life. I can agree with that. I, yeah. I agree with chat. Um, they said, I feel people that react like that are just immature to react like that. No way a streamer can remember everyone. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and I, I wouldn't say it's immature. I feel like 
people do form parasocial relationships because of whether it be the lack of relationships in their life um, or maybe they just feel like they're close to you because of, I don't know, maybe you're very open as a streamer, right? I, I feel like I'm pretty open. I share a lot with my stream, obviously not everything, but I try to share as much as I feel comfortable with with my stream and sometimes people will be like well if she's sharing that then we must be like bffs you know um (laughs) but i i can understand where people would create the, the relationship the parasocial relationship but at the same time as viewers you have a responsibility to know when you are thinking not thinking of the streamer, but know what the boundaries are. Um, And also as a streamer, you need to be open about what your boundaries are. So that way everyone is on this like understanding of like what they can and can't do and what they can and can't say. Yeah, it gets everybody on the same page. Yeah. I 100% agree with that. Yeah. (laughs) And as a, I mean... You would understand this too, as like a female streamer, it happens a lot for yes. female streamers. Absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I see it's, it a lot. Mm-hmm. Doesn't happen to me, but I, I see it. <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe you have like some girl on your stream who's just like me and Sippin' are are like this. <laughs> uh, not a girl, but I do have a guy. <laughs> Yeah, you got ah. friends that are like that. <laughs> yeah, these are kind of yeah. I, I wouldn't my family at all. <laughs> but it is what it is. It it happens. And no matter honestly, no matter what gender you are, there's always going to be people who think they have some entitlement to your time or your your energy and stuff like that. But I mean, unfortunate, you, but true. It, yeah, just got to learn how to deal with it. Sometimes you gotta take it on the chin too. Mm. Yeah, Especially just remember as a female gamer with some games, yeah. you just kinda have to take it on the chin. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. What was your gateway game? Like what was a game that started it all for you, just as a gamer? Just like oh god. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't matter if it's not PC. No, I I grew up in the the age of the Nintendo 64 so Same. it would definitely <laughs> it would definitely have to be oh god it would definitely have to be super smash brothers on Nintendo 64 and um and on PlayStation 1 it was the legend of dragoon that really got me into RPGs those are probably the games that really got me into gaming those are some good games. <laughs> they they are some good games. I freaking I I I sometimes miss just going to somebody's house and just playing console games. I used to <laughs> like my neighbors, it's so funny. In my neighborhood, every kid in my neighborhood had a different console. So like my <laughs> next door neighbor had the Xbox my sisters and I had the GameCube and then uh, someone over there <laughs> down the street had like the PlayStation 2 and we would legit just all come over with all the consoles and just game at my house. And awesome. it, it 
it ended up being where my parents would go into our closet and there'd be like three wees in there. And <laughs> my mom will be like, I don't remember buying this for you guys. <laughs> and I'll be like, oh yeah, that's not ours. That's uh, that's our friends. Because everyone got lazy having to like unplug everything. So you're just like, yeah, we're just going to leave at your house. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much how gaming started for me. I... I had cousins that had like the SNES and then the Nintendo 64. And then that's how I started getting into gaming. What was your favorite uh, console growing up then? Was it the 64 then? Oh, no. GameCube. Hands down. Really? <laughs> GameCube <laughs> is my favorite. I have so many memories. The games on GameCube got me into so many genres. It's ridiculous how much that console had an impact in my life. <laughs> the little purple box had such a huge impact on my life. Um, and yeah, like, I just have so many good memories of the GameCube. And that shit you could take anywhere. Like, yes. consoles nowadays, you huge. lift it wrong and it doesn't work anymore. Yeah, GameCube wrong a little yeah. bit. <laughs> Freaking GameCube, I threw that thing in my, like, in my dad's car and left it there in the heat, and that shit still worked. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that thing, terrible. it was, it was such a good console, too. There, Some of my favorite games are on there. Um, my favorite horror game that got me into horror was Eternal Darkness, and that was on GameCube. Oh. My, yeah, my favorite um, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker was on there. Uh, my fit, my first favorite racing game, Mario Kart Double Dash, was on there. Oh, That's my man. favorite Mario Kart, hands down. Um, what else? All right, in my book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, GameCube just it was yeah that thing. That is that is my love right there. I, I wish I wish I had it with me right now, but all my GameCube is actually at my parents' house in another state. And I, <laughs> I'm, I've been so tempted many times to just tell my mom like, Hey, can you uh, ship that to me? <laughs> you should. 100%. I, I really should. It's such a good console. Um, yeah, it was, it was such a good console. If anything, just to go down like memory lane, like, Oh my God, I remember this game. Mm -hmm. Just a nostalgia trip. Uh -huh. Dude, even just listening to some of the songs, yes. like it just triggers Jeez, a memory. Yeah. <laughs> it's so it's so wild. It's it's crazy how much that one console had an impact. And it just it had so many good games. I feel like a lot of people don't realize how many good games were on the GameCube. Oh, for real. Like, I mean, they were damn good games. Yeah. Especially for the era. Damn good mm -hmm. games. And can we just say the GameCube controller is probably the most ergonomic controller I've ever used? Like that and the PlayStation controllers are probably the only controllers I can actually game with on a long like for a long period of time. Right? I mean they're just more comfortable. Yeah. The Xbox controllers were disgusting. And then freaking Oh, the original ones. Yes. Horrible. Yeah. And then the Nintendo 64 that looked like a freaking spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was terrible. Whoever designed yeah. that was a narcissist. <laughs> <laughs>
my tiny child hands could not wrap my fingers around that freaking spaceship of a controller. Yeah, I find myself a lot of the times when I was growing up and my friends had a GameCube just trying mm -hmm. to figure out how to how do I hold this thing and try <laughs> to play the game at the same time. Yeah. Especially that one thumbstick in the middle and oh, you had to use yeah. it. Oh. And uh AXYB, I think it is on, on the GameCube. Yeah. At the same time, it was annoying. I don't know. That was <laughs> they wanted you to play with that with your feet as well, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. You needed both your hands and a foot to play that <laughs> controller. <laughs> and then some. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looks like we have a question from chat. Ooh. With the prevalence of AI tech being implemented in various industries, do you think you'll use it to help with your content creation or try to refuse it, refuse any inclusion of it? Um, with AI, if it's not implemented in a game that I'm playing, I'm probably not going to need it. Other than, I guess, AI, except for, like, using it to put captions on, like, my videos or something like that. But uh, I don't see myself using it for any, or like, any artistic stuff for my content creation. Um, just because if I'm going to get something done, like a, a logo or a thumbnail or even just like a chibi version of myself or something, I'd rather have somebody like an artist make it. And this is coming from a, a fellow artist as well. I want to do my best to support smaller artists or even just artists, uh, no matter how size, how big or small they are. But, um, yeah, I don't see myself really using AI other than if it's implemented in a video game or if I need it for, like, captions or something. Gotcha. The, uh, the background of the stream right now is actually AI-generated. Oh! Yeah. Oh, it's like a little, uh, like a tavern. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what it is. It's, uh, I didn't really have the time, and I'm not creative in any way to try to draw anything like that especially mm -hmm. on a computer i don't have a a pen pad mm -hmm. or whatever that thing's called a uh, tablet yeah tablet yeah tablet yeah so i just asked ai to make you know cozy little tavern with windows um there's no fireplace in it i told it to put a fireplace in there and See, that's, that's another what I'm thing saying. with AI. Yeah, they don't know about they don't know about small details. <laughs> exactly, but there are lanterns which give it a nice natural glow. It's actually kind of it's actually pretty cute. It's actually pretty cute. I honestly don't have. I wouldn't say I don't have any gripes with using AI. I just personally just don't use it. I don't really see the need for my part to use it. Um, but I understand like both both arguments and stuff like that and it's one of those things where it's hard not it's hard to stop something like that right yeah. uh, mm -hmm. because it's gonna it's gonna continue to evolve um and everything and it, it does suck for some of the artists that do work really hard to create um like these like these kind of things like these assets these uh artistic assets but uh it's just it's something that i feel like was eventually gonna happen unfortunately with how much technology is just advancing 
Um, so I guess we'll just have to see where that goes. But yeah, personally, I just don't see the need to. You, you feel it's a per use case scenario kind of thing? Yeah, I I understand one the other side as well the other argument where let's say you're like a small indie not even an indie company you're just one dude right who wants to create a game but you don't have the budget to pay artists what they deserve then i understand but if you're a triple a company and you got yeah. the money <laughs> like you there's no oh, yeah there's yeah there's no Nothing way can... you can't pay your artists or pay some artists to do the stuff you need. Yeah, and I, I will say true. this. Even though I did just admit to using AI for the background, I will say mm -hmm. this. Nothing can beat the natural and organic feel of a drawing that someone made themselves. That's true. It, you can tell, too, right? Like, you can tell if someone really put their heart and soul in, in, the, in a piece. And then... Right. When you see like AI generated stuff and I, it's, it's, I'm going to throw my dad under the bus, but my dad is <laughs> like typical old guy on Facebook that will believe things that are obviously AI generated. <laughs> and There's he'll legit, yeah, and he'll legit send it to me and be like, <laughs> look, look at this. That's so crazy. I'm like, dad, that's not real. That's a computer made that dad. Just don't fall for it. He's so he, heavy with yeah. companies. Like G Fuel does that just to piss people off on their social medias. Yeah, yeah. I think I've been seeing that. Yeah. Like crazy flavors. You're like, there's no way. <laughs> Next thing but, you know, they come out with a flavor. Yeah, yeah, but always fact check, guys. You gotta fact yes. fact check, man. <laughs> Don't believe everything you see on the internet. I feel no. like that should be common sense, but you yeah. you'll be surprised. Especially common when sense deep ain't fakes that common thing. sometimes. Mm -hmm. What'd you say, Sip? I'm sorry. Oh, I was just saying, especially when the deep fake thing was huge. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's just getting even more crazier too. Yeah, like people are, they, they think it's a joke sometimes when they create, you know, like super realistic images, let's say a political figure getting arrested for doing something and mm -hmm. just to just to start something, just to feel good, I guess. I'm not, I'm not saying it's like, uh, you, well, they do need to stop, but I'm not saying that they're wrong for doing it. It's just don't seek attention for it because... A lot of people believe everything they see on the internet. Oh, it's mm -hmm. the internet. It has to be true. Dude, people who are who just like to start stuff like that, they just like to watch the world burn, honestly. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's it's it should be like someone should be able to see that and be like, that's scary. Like, that's scary to the point that it could start something like that, you know? And people oh, would yeah. believe it and because people believe it, it'll make people act or do a certain thing. And it's like, that should scare you, <laughs> you know? Absolutely, um, yeah. But, yeah, there's some some people, man, they just like to watch the world burn. <laughs> it's kind of kind of wild. But that's the bad chaos. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's cray-cray we were talking about earlier. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yes. Cray-cray. <laughs> we don't like that here. Go somewhere else. Yeah. Exactly. 
but it's yeah it's crazy to see where all that's going um but i wish it was it was for good <laughs> i wish it was for good but it is what it is speaking on change um with the recent style of games how they've been changing more vr and whatnot is that something that you foresee yourself getting into since it's becoming more and more common um probably not vr uh <laughs> unless it gets really really fine-tuned i have i can get motion sickness depending on the vr game um so i honestly don't really play many vr games because of that uh but if it gets to the point where it's smooth and it's very immersive and like let's say it's like something like i don't know if you guys have watched like dot hack or like sword art online yeah if it if it gets yeah. to that i'm so down to plug myself in like right <laughs> just I would... not the lethal aspect please yeah, yeah yeah not yeah not the not the bad parts of that no, but no. <laughs> i would be totally be immersed. down oh, yeah <laughs> If it was like that, I'd be so down. But right now, I don't have any aspects to dive into VR just because it's not really my thing. Yeah. <laughs> but the moment we can live another life and like Sora Hell online yeah. style, I'm down. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here's that developers. Like Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I want to live a different life. <laughs> Man, that would be the best content ever. That would oh, yeah. be. That'd be crazy. Especially the way Unreal Engine and a lot of like newer uh, graphical engines and physics engines are getting. It's mm -hmm. yes, absolutely. <laughs> like I think nowadays, I think the tech, like just the computer aspect, needs to start catching up. Um, yeah. Because I feel like nowadays. If your computer is not up to date, there's a lot of games you won't be able to run optimally. And it it's sucks because sometimes when I'm tr wanting to get a game, I'm like, "Man, is this going to run well on my computer? Like, is there going to is is, is going to be poorly optimized or whatever?" So mm -hmm. it's one of those things exactly. where I Yeah, I think we have the ability to make things like that, but it's the equipment being able to handle that that i think is needs yeah. to catch up a little bit like that my pc is no... oh yeah mm -hmm. my pc is no slouch but it can barely run triple a titles because uh or run and stream i should say i can run them just fine it's just doing anything else other than having that game running just absolutely floors my my heat floors yeah. my power floors like any state of the cores like i'll be playing modern warfare and i'll tab and my computer freaks out your computer's like what are you doing exactly <laughs> close chrome <laughs> i'm glad i got away from chrome yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it's true though like that's why people are running like double pc um setups and stuff like I, even i've been thinking of running double pc setups just because of how crazy games are getting but oh yeah, yeah. it's just it's crazy I've actually got a second PC for that uh, that I'm actually building. I got one of the parts in the other oh. day. It was a case, and I'm I'm actually really happy about that. Oh, that's nice, just a nice. stepping stone. That's gonna be exciting. You know, oh, seeing yeah. how smooth everything runs at the same time. 
Yes. Oh, you can't. I can't tell you how many times that I've had to stop playing a game on stream because I can't play it and stream it at the same time. Dang. Well, I'm happy. I'm excited for you, though. That's going to be cool. I'm excited, yeah. <laughs> you could just hear it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is my excited voice. Happy voice. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, but chat me on it. This is uh, sipping in his natural environment of nerding out. Yeah, just geeking out on tech. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it if I'm not gaming or working, I'm probably sleeping or looking at forums online to see what the newest, the biggest next thing that's coming out. Oh, yeah. I think CES happened, what, a couple months ago or something? And some things came out from that, so. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, like, the Source Engine is still being used in a lot of games today, and we don't realize it. And mm. now they have a new engine, and Valve has yet, to my knowledge, to make it open source. Mm. So as soon as they do that, there's going to be a lot of new games cranking out. Oh no, not my wallet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ouch. Please no. Like, Alright, just wait uh, the credit card. Get it over yeah. with. <laughs> <laughs> Half-Life, I believe, was the biggest uh, example of that. Um, Half-Life came and people loved that engine. So CS 1.6, I think it was, was oh, the biggest thing okay. after that. Mm -hmm. And after that, they made uh, Condition Zero, which is still on the Half-Life engine. I, for I don't know the name of it. Unity, I think, something like yeah. that. Yeah. And then when CS Source came out, it was a whole new like technical technological advancement. I can't speak. I caught myself <laughs> early on that one. And uh, and all these new games came out of the Day of Defeat. Um, there's quite a few shooter games that came from the Source engine. A lot of creative ideas that came from the uh, Source Engine, like you can take and make 3D models of just about anything as long as it's in the Source Engine and can be translated to use with it as far as physics, movement, props. Um, some of you may know him, but Rudgeon, Rush, Rudgeon, Russian Badger, he used the Source mm -hmm. uh, for his like animated cutscenes and, and stuff, like mm -hmm. overlay animations. He uses the mocap suit in the Source Engine to create those models and that's that's so cool that people who want to create games are gonna be able to do that not only because i feel like a lot of people have really good ideas that some of these bigger companies just overlook but i feel like it's also going to be good competition for some of these triple a titles to really step up their game and not just ride on the fact that they have this this game that everybody loves and has characters that everybody loves you know um hopefully that creates kind of like a friendly uh competition i guess to really step up their game and stuff and make oh yeah good quality games <laughs> we can dream yeah <laughs> all of us are just going ah oh, that would be so lovely <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, look at Pal World and Pokemon, right? Like, oh, the yeah. whole oh my gosh, yeah. whole thing of, like, you know, Nintendo could have done this, you know, Pokemon could have done this, but it ended up being someone else who made the open world kind of Pokemon thing and stuff, so yeah, it'd be very that's interesting. That's a, why a lot of people have actually stopped uh, paying attention to Pokemon. Mm-hmm. 
not entirely, but a lot of the focus is on Battle World now. Yeah. Just gotta tell those Pokemon big Joe. companies they can't sell us the same thing over and over again. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Let's see. I have a question. It kind of ran away from me. <laughs> oh, it ran away? You didn't just forget, you know? <laughs> no, it, it ran. It was like, no. Oh, it ran? It didn't slip away, like I said, my question, what, two episodes ago? Hey, shit happens. Uh huh. Yeah, you didn't let me hear the end of it. <laughs> oh man, I can't remember. They know how it feels. Oh hush. <laughs> I like the whole dynamic. <laughs> we hear that a lot, actually. Yeah. Was, hmm? <laughs> That's just how we click. Yeah. Give each other shit. <laughs> Are you guys like uh, I don't IRL friends? I guess or no. Uh, we met through a game and just kind of clicked. Oh, that's cool. Cool. One of those oh, rare it, uh... circumstances. <laughs> I don't know if they're rare it? anymore. I feel like a lot of people have made friends over like gaming and stuff. Especially during like COVID when none of us could oh, see yeah. each other. <laughs> no, I meant like um, when you get like that kind of, oh, I can bicker back and forth and you know it's a joke. Kind oh, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a lot of people can do that and know it's a joke. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Heck, sometimes people ask us if we're joking or if we genuinely hate each other. <laughs> yeah. We're like, no, 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 we're, we're fine. No, I, I totally feel that. My humor... So I watched a lot of, like... I watched a lot of Family Guy, Boondocks, and South uh -huh. Park. So oh, a, lot yeah, of my, <laughs> a lot of my humor is like that. And sometimes I gotta dial myself down because I don't yeah. know if people will take it the wrong way. So... But, yeah. <laughs> I totally understand that. Chat wants to know if you could pick a game to re remake and remaster. What would it be? Oh man, this, I already, I already have this. I, I feel like I've <laughs> answered this so much, so much. Um, probably Legend of Dragoon and then Resident Evil, uh, oh God, what was it? Um, Code Veronica. Those are probably my, my two games I would love to see a remake or remaster okay. of. Um, maybe even, oh, actually maybe even Eternal Darkness because that game was actually really good. And I like history. And even though it wasn't like true history, like it did dive into some history stuff in that game. Um, and plus with the whole sanity meter, that one was really cool. So yeah, those would probably be the three games that I would like to uh, to remake for sure. Oh, that was an older game. Yeah. It was so good though. That Eternal Darkness is honestly one of my favorite games that got me into horror and then on top of that like my sisters and i would purposely make our sanity low just so that <laughs> stuff could happen yeah it was oh man that was such a good game we used to play that with in our garage with all the lights closed and just play that in the dark and it, it was just a fun time oh man 
that's in your real that's life sanity. A game for blast of the past. It is. I actually want to replay that one day. It was what, about an, you? I, what was that? Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, but thinking about it now, there was some really dark topics in there. Like I'm surprised as a kid that I didn't pick up on how traumatizing it could have been. <laughs> Because there's some, mm, there's yeah. some, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just one of the craziest things in that game is like in that game, there's a tower of that's made of people. And when you're on the tower there, you can see their faces and they're like screaming. So you're like stepping on these people's faces while they're like screaming on this human made tower. And I guess as a kid, I was like, yeah, this is cool. Yeah, this is this <laughs> isn't this. I, I'm it. not phased. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, this I is know. normal in the game, you know. Wow, what a what a cool looking tower. <laughs> this is a <laughs> And then as an adult, I'm like, yo, that could have, that could have yeah. traumatized <laughs> me. How did I not pick that up as a kid? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of Easter eggs about things too in a lot of games. Mm hmm. That's very true. Yeah. But yeah, those are the games. Game, what is your favorite horror? Like newer horror? Um, newer horror. I really, really do like the Resident Evil remakes. They did a really good job with the remakes. Um, especially four. Four is like one of my favorite from Resident Evil. And I feel like they captured that really, really well. Um, but also I really am a fan of the Fatal Frame series. Um I like Fatal Frame, also cute girls, and <laughs> and also it's just it's just a really cool mechanic that you can't like shoot the monsters or the ghosts. You have to like take pictures of them. Um, so as when I was a kid, and then even now, I think that's such a really cool mechanic. Um, just to like you have to like fight ghosts with a camera, and the closer you are, the more damage you do. So you really gotta like get in face to face with some of these ghosts. Um but yeah, probably like Resident Evil and and Fatal Frame. So probably like my favorite horrors up to date. Have you heard of uh Hellblade Sinuous Sacrifice? Yes, and I those are that was one of the games I wanted to play, but I didn't get around to it cuz there was another game that came out somewhat at the same time. I don't remember what it was. Um, but that's the thing. Like, there's so many games I want to play. But when I pick a game to play, I kind of have to be like, well, I guess I can't play the other game just because I don't have all the time in the world to do that. And my backlog's already really bad. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I actually wanted to play that one because I think also that game is like kind of based on like mental illness or like depression or something. And I thought that was like a really cool kind of like thing to base kind of a game off of. So I was like, huh, I don't know. Maybe one day I'll play it. What's the number one game that actually scared you? Ooh, number one game that scared me probably... I, either it was fear one or fear two. I think it was fear two Ooh. 
because and it was it was more of like how no matter how many how many times you play fear two depending on what you do in the game you can always get like a different scare so like if you miss doing something you probably miss that scare and then when you play it again you do that thing you you get the scare it's like uh-huh. i don't know the scares <laughs> in that one were really good i i liked fear like fear one and fear two those those games were pretty pretty spoopsy um just because you, some they did a good job of not having you expect something to happen how do you feel about Outlast? Oh, Outlast is good. Outlast is good. I do like Outlast. Um, I think I wouldn't say it was the scariest. It's more like anxiety inducing. Yeah. But I, in terms of like scary, there were some scary parts. But I also played that with a friend. And the friend I was playing it with, we kind of just joke around a lot. And so there were some funny things where they were supposed to be scary, but ended up being <laughs> funny. <laughs> so yeah. I think if I were to play that by myself, like in the dark, then maybe I, I would probably put that up as like scary. Um, and even like even now I do play um, Outlast Trials, but even that's not scary. I think it's more just like anxiety inducing. Um, so I wouldn't say it's like scary. Gotcha. Yeah, but they're fun games, man. They're, they're super fun games. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Unless chat has any more questions. Chat got any questions? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we were able to talk about a lot of different stuff. This was fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you. And there were, like, questions that I usually don't get asked because sometimes when you go on, like, a lot of interviews or podcasts, it's always, like, the same thing sometimes. So I'm glad we were able to talk about a slew of different topics. Whoops. That's what we aim for here. <laughs> have it real. Have it honest. Maybe rant a little bit. We've <laughs> oh, <I think. laughs> yeah we've done quite a bit of that which not a bad thing it's not a bad thing mm. hey you want to rant about a game rant <laughs> and you probably get like a different yeah you probably get like a different uh perspectives from different streamers like them like different sizes too and stuff that that's what we're really aiming for is to gain that perspective for people like that are thinking about getting into it or already are and kind of starting to get discouraged, give them some mm-hmm. of the facts. Because every streamer does different things. You're going to hear all kinds. Like, what made you big? What game worked for you? Personality, quirks, and all that. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody is different. So having that wide variety of information to try something new or even just get the confidence to, mm-hmm. th- that's what we aim for. And that's that's so true. Like, I sometimes get questions like, oh, can you tell me how you did it or did this? And I'm like, dude, the way I did it, there was a lot of like work and luck, you know, and that's what I'm going to say. Like, there is luck in it. Um, But I also believe that you can create your own luck. Um, If you're driven to go after opportunities, if you're driven or motivated to go after like 
sponsors and all that stuff. If you believe in yourself enough to convince someone to believe in you, um, then that's something that you can create. And that's the kind of luck that I feel like people can create for themselves. Um, but everyone's journey is different. My my journey probably wouldn't work for like the majority of people, <laughs> you know. Um, so I, that's why I tell people like don't don't worry about what someone else is doing because mm -hmm. whatever someone else is doing on their stream on their content has nothing to do, nor does it impact you as a content creator at all. Just like, just worry about your content. Worry about what you want to put out and the community will come. And let there be time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Don't get True. impatient with it, please. It's no. you're only going to shoot yourself in the foot with that one. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. And I mean, if you do want to do this as like a full-time thing, uh I wouldn't say go into it a hundred percent because that's kind of crazy. You know, like yeah. there are yeah. people who are just like, I'm going to quit my job. Cause I just reached affiliate. I'm like, please don't do that. <laughs> you no, <know. laughs> like, please don't. Um, even with someone and I'm not big at all. Okay. But even someone my size, I could not live off of the money that I make on Twitch, which is why I have allocated my fund, like my my um, revenue from other stuff. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, when I hear people who are like, yeah, I just reached affiliate, should I quit my job? I'm like, yo, that is, no. <laughs> that is the most terrible <laughs> thing you can do. It is to get yeah. consistent money. Do not quit your job. Yeah. alternative money. <laughs> it's like even people who are huge that have hundreds of concurrent viewers don't even make enough to survive on just twitch alone that's why a lot of people do content on other stuff a lot of a lot of the money comes from sponsors a lot of the money comes from like you know other things like collabs with companies and stuff like that like you really gotta you really gotta do a lot of different stuff and not just streaming if you want to make a living off of the off of streaming and stuff I think a lot of people don't realize that when they first think about starting this journey. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I hit affiliate. I'm going to make bank. No, it takes time. It yeah. takes a lot of time. <laughs> mm -hmm. And you know what? It's not it's not their fault for thinking that no. because, you know, they're, they see these, like, big-name streamers, right? And mm -hmm. that's the thing. Everybody sees these streamers that make money and stuff, right? But they don't see the work that went into it and the journey that got them to where they are. And, you know, they're kind of like blinded by the bag, right? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Blinded by the shiny coin bag. Um, it's more glorious to them from an outside view than when mm -hmm. you first step in. Mm -hmm. And then when you realize how much work it is and how much, so even sometimes what you put out won't always give you what you deserve or what you put in, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and when people see that, they get 
really discouraged really easily. Because it's not like a regular job. It's not like, oh, if you work an X amount of hours, this is how much money you're going to make, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, streaming is not like that. Content creating is not like that. And especially, I wouldn't put all of your ducks into content creating just because if something were to happen that's out of your control, like let's say the algorithm doesn't work in your favor or like a website goes down, like let's say Twitch just like imploded, you know, yeah. the next day. It's like, well, now what, you know? Kind of um, yeah. on that. Yeah. Like let's say the internet doesn't work anymore, you know, like the whole world oh, is out of internet. <laughs> like what day. do you do now? Yeah. So it's just one of those things. Something to think about. Well, Fruitcake, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was fun. I enjoyed myself. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no great. worries, no worries. Hopefully we'll play well game soon. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm always down, depending on which games we got. I mean, obviously, mm -hmm. we <laughs> it sounds like we both have uh Lethal Company. Because you were talking about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't even played, like, the newest stuff on there, so oh, I'm so down. <laughs> I just saw a mod for it for New Moons, and oh my gosh, I'm like, oh, yes! Man. I definitely want to do that. Gorgeous. Yeah, they were done really well. Like, it's crazy how the mod community is, yeah. like, how they are in that game. It's wild. And they changed the loot style, they changed some of the inside and the lighting. It's all like mm -hmm. the lights are all like a soft red, so you can kind of see a little bit. Yeah. I'm like, yes, this is what I needed. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. And yeah. Thank course, you guys for having me. Yeah. Anytime. And of course, everybody in chat, thank you for tuning in and joining us and asking questions. And I hope everybody has a good rest of the night. Yeah, have a good Sunday, everybody, if it's still Sunday for you. Yeah. <laughs> I work tomorrow. Oh, no. Oh, no. oh, no. oh shit, yeah, it's okay. Monday. And oh, no. People going back to work, I am so sorry. <laughs> I wish you well. Good luck, everybody. <laughs> Absolutely. Good night.